For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Volium. While speed can kill out on the open road, it's the force that drives the unique business model of Been There, Done That. This trailblazing agency with offices in London and New York has built a community of the world's top chief strategy and chief creative officers who work quickly and smartly to address the biggest questions of time star marketers, including how to authentically activate a brand's purpose. Having been there and done that, this global team of great minds delivers high quality thinking and inventive ideas at speeds that would make your head spin. Joining me today from London is Nikki Crumpton, Chief Strategy Officer at Been There, Done That. She's here to discuss the agency's work during the COVID-19 pandemic, the importance of staying true to your purpose in a crisis, how to drive a purpose strategy, and more. Nikki, welcome to Beyond Profit. Thank you for having me. I assume life is as crazy for you in London as it is here in the U.S.? Well, it, it is, but I think the wonderful thing about our model is I'm not actually in London. I sort of live out in the countryside, so I feel largely protected from a lot of the experiences of big urban centres at the moment. And so I think, you know, that in itself is quite interesting how we might all be in the same storm, but we're definitely not in the same boat. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. So I mentioned at the top, Nikki, that your agency is all about answering questions quickly. So talk about some of those questions that you've addressed in wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. I think the business model itself is about problem definition. And I think one of the reasons why we can move at speed is because we're not rushing to find a solution. We're kind of identifying the problems that need to be solved and then moving at speed to find that solution with a bunch of smart people. And I think one of the really interesting things about this is, is how do you solve the problem that you've never seen before, that you don't really know how to identify? And how do you understand that you're playing in the right space? that that problem's created. And I think that's been the really biggest challenge for brands is it's very easy to confuse an observation with an insight. Everybody's moving so quickly and actually stepping back and really digging into the problems that people are having rather than brands are having, we're finding more interesting spaces. I'm just curious, you know, obviously a lot of brands have cut back their budgets in wake of what's going on, but have you seen an uptick in number of folks reaching out to you? Obviously, this pandemic is unprecedented in our lifetime, and there's no true playbook that folks can tap into. So I'm just curious in terms of how did your approach or way of thinking change, if at all? It hasn't really changed massively, because I think what it's important to do is to have a framework for thinking smart, as opposed to thinking that you have all the answers and chasing them. And I think one of the things about our approach is because we work within a framework and a codified approach to kind of identifying problems, that 
hasn't fundamentally changed. What has fundamentally changed is the problem that we're putting inside that framework and the context of COVID-19 is obviously colouring every kind of decision-making process goes on inside of brand teams and inside of businesses and marketing. So from that perspective, really understanding the context of COVID-19 has probably been our biggest shift that we've had to make in terms of keeping our clients really authentic and really focused on what is really going on out there. You know, what is that landscape that we're painting for them that allows them to look from a different vantage point and a different viewpoint as to where they can make the most impact and where they can authentically play, I think has been really important. But the approach itself hasn't changed, just the context we're playing in. So the notion of speed here, I would assume that hasn't changed as well, that, that you're leaning on these experts and, you, and they're turning things around as quickly as pre, pre-crisis. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, you know, speed for time, staff, marketers, as you put it, is a really essential piece. And I think that one of the things about speed in this particular context is, I don't know whether you felt it, I certainly have time is moving in unusual ways can be incredibly slow and we can feel like we've been here forever but it's only a matter of weeks mm-hmm. and I think the pace of change in terms of human response to this crisis is quite difficult for brands to navigate it really really is because you know one week we're in this stage of the crisis and then the next week we're some, somewhere else right. and the behaviors have changed again so it's about moving at speed but without kind of being tripped over by the, the really material nature of what is happening out there in the real world. What is a true sort of pace to go at? What is a true foundation of which to build your marketing plans, your purpose plans, and all of those sorts of things? It's really understanding that you can move too fast in a situation like this and get it quite wrong. So you mentioned purpose, and what you're hearing is that more companies are embracing their purpose as a result of what's going on, and there are other folks who are looking to develop one. What's your message to your clients about the power of purpose in times like these? Well, I think you've got to make sure that the tail doesn't wag the dog when it comes to purpose. Mm -hmm. And building your purpose off the back of a very, very fast-moving and fast-changing landscape because of this COVID crisis is probably not advisable. It's really looking at what is going to happen coming out of this and what's going to be important and where the shifts in those big human drivers and those big cultural patterns, how have they changed and how can you how can you identify that but build a purpose that isn't COVID-19 dependent for those who haven't got one. Right. I think that's really important. For those who have got one, I think this is the time when purpose is going to grow up. I think it's been very much a marketing kind of a philosophy and an ideology that's been driven for the last sort of 10 or so years. I'm not entirely sure it has come of age yet. And I think this crisis might be its moment where it comes of age because it's either going to show how purpose can be an incredibly sharp instrument of business that protects and grows and pivots and flexes the context that it finds itself in or we're going to see people panicking and leaving it behind and I think that's the really interesting thing at the moment is watching how purpose comes of age and actually starts to put itself to work in the real terms. You make a really good point Nikki about purpose not being for one particular moment in time. A purpose has to last throughout the length of a business so can you just talk a little more about that about what you're saying to clients along those lines? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, it's very much 
timeless and human and universal that drive the human condition. Those are the foundations that haven't changed immemorial, that, you know, they are the same things, you know, we still need to connect. Now, yes, that's changed in COVID times, but the fundamentals of connection haven't changed. We still need to feel we're progressing. That's really difficult in times of, of we're facing at the moment, because how can you progress when you're standing still and you're locked up? That's really hard. So those kind of big human drivers that exist regardless of COVID are where brands really need to understand that that's where purpose comes from. You know, building from something that is incredibly timeless is important. But equally, I think what brands and businesses are finding is purpose is not about rigidity. So it's not about a line and it's not about a set of brand guidelines and it's not about interpretations of what it is and what it isn't. It's something to be commanded in ways that are meaningful, useful and real depending on what that context is. I think, you know, one of the big mistakes people make in purpose is they get attached to a purpose and then they can't flex with it. And the purpose becomes a rigid set of rules that actually sort of stultifies any kind of innovation that they can be building into a space as the context, particularly the human context, changes. So I think, you know, that idea of flexibility within a framework and, and not being a slave to your purpose, but allowing your purpose Absolutely. You'd mentioned the mistakes that companies can make regarding purpose, and, and one of them is abusing their purpose or purpose wash. So tell me about the effect that that can have on companies, especially as life returns to normal. I actually think people are going to have really a different set of memory structures around brands as they come out of this crisis. I think we've got a lot of time on our hands. So, you know, we are digging into things in probably ways that we wouldn't do normally as consumers because we've got a bit more time. We're experiencing together. So I think the conversations around these things are really important. And I think missteps are being pounced on. Now, that doesn't matter whether you're a politician and living a kind of party purpose or whether you're a brand living a brand purpose. If you are being seen to be inauthentic or flatulent, I would call it, with your purpose, I think people will come out of it and dismiss you. And what I think brands need to be really, really careful of is lockdown is lockdown. The next stage is restriction and recession, and that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And what they really should be focusing on right now is how does that purpose make them essential? What can you do for people that's going to make life better, make life easier? And how do you drive that through? Not how can you kind of send out pretty pictures and protect <laughs> people. Because right. We all know what we know. You're not going to tell us any different. It's much more about finding purpose in your purpose. And how do you become essential? Because for the first time, this is, this is a recession that's not going to hit us quickly and we don't see it coming. We see it coming. It, we can see it on the horizon. And mm-hmm. we're sitting here waiting for it to arrive. So we're making decisions as consumers already. What's essential? What's in? What's out? What What do I buy? What do I not buy? Who do I love? Who's helping me? All of these decisions are happening. And if you're not on the boat and you're not focusing on that, and then I think you should be. How do you make, you know, do something purposeful with your purpose that protects your business, but also helps consumers? So whenever we do get on the other side of this crisis, and who knows when that will be, how should companies reframe their marketing messages so that they're not losing sight of their purpose? I think the first thing to do is to really understand your purpose. 
shows up in life has really been done. I think some brands do it brilliantly. I think other brands do it very lazily. So I think, you know, my advice to clients is interrogate your purpose. Really interrogate mm-hmm. it. Make sure that it isn't a purpose that's been built for the boardroom, but not for the street. And really understand how your purpose shows up in the lives of your consumers. Yes, now in COVID-19, but think about how that purpose will expand to flex the next few stages of this crisis because it's going to be around for a long time. We're going to be experiencing social distancing for a long time. And we're also going to be experiencing probably a very deep recession for quite a long time. (laughs) And how you start to plot and plan the way that purpose can guide your behaviour during that time is really important. But you've got to be really, really honest about whether your purpose is fit for purpose. Have you got it right or have you got it wrong? And if you've got it wrong, now is the time to start thinking more deeply about what that needs to be and whether you have really attached it to something deep and meaningful and important that can flex with context or whether you've chosen something that feels easy to make an ad out of. So if the purpose is wrong, Nikki, what would you say is the first step that a brand should take to get it right? I mean, this is a very personal opinion. I believe that your purpose lies in your past in order to shape your future. And I think it's really important that you really dig into your DNA of the brand and where it comes from and why it was set up. Because Mm -hmm. invariably, most brands have some kind of nugget in there that when you start to unpack and expand it, beautiful purposes come from. I'm, I'm very, very wary of, but we really want to do something in this space and we think that should be our purpose. It's like, we'll really interrogate whether you've got a right to play there. And your right to play is a complex blend of your past and your present and what the future is telling you it's going to need. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think is also a great thing to do is think about the problem you want to solve beyond the brand, through the brand. And that really helps you to kind of understand how flexing your purpose really, really is. And I would be be advising clients to really flex their purpose muscles at the moment to really test their strength Mm -hmm. and their authenticity, but also their ability to kind of pick up a new skill with that purpose, do something different with it, pivot to a point on the landscape that's underserved, that they could serve. You know, your purpose shouldn't be a straight jacket in any way, shape or form. And if it's feeling like that, you need to think about where it's come from and why you chose to do that. Particularly for brands that are not necessarily born out of purpose, which there are a lot. A couple of questions that we get, Nikki, from members who should champion purpose internally. How do you get complete buy-in for your actions? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, hmm. I mean, that's probably the age-old question. I think a purpose is, well, it doesn't sit in any department. That's my genuine feeling, is a purpose grows from a truth from within. But when anybody in that organization looks at it, they recognize themselves in it. And hmm. I think if you have a purpose where there is an element of your organizational structure that doesn't recognize themselves in it, you haven't got it right. I think that's really important. The purpose is the reason why every single person in that company turns up to work, because they see how they can deliver it. And without that, I just don't think you've got a purpose. I think you've got a really nice strap line. You can say some nice things in times of good, but it might not necessarily wash in the boardroom in times of crisis. And I think that's the other really good test of a, of a purpose if it guides decision-making in times of crisis. So I don't think anybody, any department owns it. Do I think there is a department that protects it and nurtures it 
and encourages it to flex and be able to do different things at different times, then that has to fall on the marketing department mm-hmm. because where purpose rubber hits the road is the consumer landscape. And that's where it shows up in meaningful ways that allow brands to kind of develop a point of view and a reason for being that allows those memory structures in people's minds to really be able to make easy choices. But I'm sure you would agree, Nikki, that the buy-in has to start from the top. I think the buy-in absolutely has to start from the top. And I don't even think it's the buy-in. I think if the top isn't selling you the need for a purpose, then you're going to struggle. So Mm -hmm. I think the selling needs to come from the top in terms of we need a purpose and the reason why we need the purpose is this. And then the buy-in is how that purpose shows up to affect every single person in that organization. I totally agree. I, I think purpose with no buy-in at board level is just a toothless tiger. Well, you talked a bit earlier about purpose is not a short-term fix. So how do you ensure that it's an all-encompassing long-term initiative that, as you said, is built around the, your whole business strategy? I think there's a number of things that I think it, it should be doing. And, you know, one of the things is, Purpose is a really sharp brand tool. What it's able to do is to take business objectives, the what we want to do, and the brand is how that business delivers that what. So if you think about corporate strategy or corporate goals, whether that's you know reducing carbon or reducing plastic, that's a what the company needs to do. It's not particularly exciting, it's not particularly <laughs> consumer motivating, but the minute you start to put a brand purpose lens on that, that becomes the how you tackle those problems, which will be different than how anybody else tackles it if you've identified a really, truly unique purpose, place and position in the world. And I think that's where boardroom and marketing department really should be very, very close together is the brand is the best way of delivering that corporate strategy in a way that makes sense to consumers and also to the the general populace within the organization. I think that's one way that a purpose can be given the space to be long term when it's used as a business delivery system as well as being good in the world or saying some good things about what you're doing. I I think that's when it can lose its its way a little bit. It has to be anchored Mm -hmm. in reality in the business. I think the other thing that helps you long term is really understanding the fact that there is a point of longevity in your insight. If your insight isn't human and truthful, then it's very difficult to keep that purpose going. But also really important to recognise that that insight needs to be compelling and authentic and truthful and, and timeless. But the way in which that insight shows up in the world will change. And it will mean different things to people at different times. And as long as you're aware of how the context around that insight is changing and the impact that might have, you can flex your purpose accordingly. So whether you're a sort of packet of potato chips or a can of beans, it doesn't really matter what it is. Our relationship with those two things are very different at the moment, right? A can of beans is suddenly no longer just a thing you have in the cupboard. It's become a really vital way of feeding yourself. And it's a really important thing to have in the cupboard. It's not just a a thing I have in the cupboard. But the purpose that sits behind that is the thing that creates the trust and the reassurance and the belief that actually this is going to make life better. And that's, that's what makes a purpose last, is the ability to kind of be timeless, get responsive. Have you had clients, Nikki, that recently during the crisis that have said, we don't feel our purpose is relevant, but you've had to convince them otherwise? I'm having less of those conversations. I don't, I'm finding that, you know, most of the clients that we work with at the moment are incredibly open to 
really, really helpful. What we have got is we've got a number of clients who are going, we want to wash our purpose through some exercises to see how we are going to scenario plan for the next 18 months, two years, three years. And we want to make sure that we have a purpose that is able to do the things it needs to do for consumers. And I, I was finding that brands are really wanting to do something beyond just selling a product. Mm. It's become more important. And I, I'm not entirely sure why that would be. I think it's got something to do with the fact that for the first time ever, all of us right around the globe are experiencing the same thing at the same time. That's and I think that connection to our humanness and the humanity that I think a lot of governments are showing as well in terms of furlough schemes and all this, the rest of it, you know, really protecting people, whether it's their key line workers or whatever it is. I think there is a, a general sense that if you behave outside of acceptable human sort of behaviours at the moment, you are going to lose. And I think brands and businesses are really leaning into that in quite a major way. And those that aren't, they will be left out and cold because I think there's a collective understanding that right now everybody has to do what is the right thing. And I think there's a genuine sense about that, a really strong sense about that within companies, outside of companies, in consumers and what have you. And I think that redefinition of what professionalism and being a professional is, is really helping with that, which is it is the quiet professionalism that gets on with things and helps and is useful that's really coming to the fore. So lastly, what lessons would you say you've learned throughout the crisis that will serve you well, serve your clients well on the other side of this? To look at everything as a gift, and I really mean that, that sounds really wet in some ways, but I think we are being given a gift in this as well as a terrible, terrible tragedy, and I think the gift for me is we've had a moment to pause and a reset on a lot of the things that we do, a lot of the things that we don't do, a lot of the things that we could be doing more of and doing better. And I think, you know, one of the big things for me is to come out of this, not doing things better, but to do better things. And I think that is the role of a purpose. It's not to do things better, but to do better things. And I think if there's one lesson, it's probably that, that, you know, I've come out of it not wanting to do things a bit better, do my job a bit better, be a better parent. I want to do better things. And I think a lot of brands and businesses who have strong purposes have realised that what purpose gives them the opportunity is not just do things better, but to do better things. That's really interesting. Well, I'll certainly heed your advice moving forward to do better things. <laughs> so, Nikki, thank you so much for joining me on Beyond Profit, and I wish you all the best and certainly stay safe. Oh, and you, and you, and I hope the um, video calls get better soon. To learn more about Been There, Done That, please visit beentheredonethat.co. That's beentheredonethat.co. Until next time, thanks for listening.